0: Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these
1: are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brass Man Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm
0: creeping it real.
1: And we're we're back because yet again I'm back from the road. So (laughs) super excited to be uh to be back and super excited for today's guest. Uh but uh real quick before we bring him on, Rob, how are you doing, man?
0: Dude, I'm pumped. I most of my babies have hatched out so far this season. I got a clutch of blood pythons. It's uh, about halfway through incubation, and I'm waiting on a couple other things. So, and then I've been doing lots of herping the last week or so. So it's I can't complain. What, what about you? What do you got going on?
1: Heck yeah! Uh, I finally have stuff hatching, uh, which is which is wonderful. A couple mm. clutches of pythons on the ground, or uh, out, I should say. Uh, some carpets are out. Borneos are out. Ninety uh, percent of the Borneos and carpets have all had their first meals. So I'm like, mm. yes, that's always great to get things to have their first meals. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to be off the road for the next three and a half fish weeks or something like that. So I can actually like spend some time with my animals and, and hang and maybe, maybe field herp or something,
0: <laughs> Go Hey man,
1: you got to get out there. It's true. It's true. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the life update, uh, for, for us. I mean, it's been. It's been crazy. You I am living vicariously through you though on all of the herping. <laughs> I see all the stories go up and I'm like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> did it. that, man. Okay, so super excited for today's guest. Uh and you guys have no idea because we did zero promo for it, so we're just going to slap you with this like be sneaking Twitter. it in there. Yeah, <laughs> so we're talking with John Layman from Morph Market. Let's get him in here. What's going hey. on? Hey, guys!
0: Yeah, to have you sure me on? Me on. Yeah, we're pumped to have you on, man.
1: man. Heck yeah, super stoked, super stoked. Um, okay, so let's let's just kick this right off, man. Uh, what was the inspiration for for creating Morph Market?
2: Yeah, I've uh, I've shared before, but. I got into reptiles in 2014 and I got a a ball python for my family. We were enjoying her and I kind of got the bug and started to collect more animals and just found as, as we all know that online at the time there was not a modern platform to buy and sell. And so I found myself in these forums that were lightly modified for the reptile community, Mm -hmm. uh, searching for specific animals, you know, in the post there, it was all unstructured so that keywords I would put in would hit all across the ads where there's multiple animals. Mm-hmm. So you just wouldn't be able to pull up what you wanted yeah. and coming from a technology background, I just knew we could create something that would be more specific and would be expensive to create. Cause it's custom, uh, to add to the genetics and the characteristics that would tailor it to our industry. But I started to build that and, uh, Gosh, that was uh, that was 2015 when we launched initially for ball pythons only, and here we are in 22. So it's coming up on seven years ago from when we launched.
0: That is absolutely wild because I think about you know previously, you know, I've been doing this forever, and and uh, looking at some of the other sites where people would list and sell things. I when especially when I was like. In that like getting a whole bunch of animals and trying to find specific animals it was so frustrating to try and go through if you're looking for a ball python morph and you search something in the ball pythons people would just put words in there and then you'd get all these ads for things and you have to read through every single ad to try and find out if they had the snake that you're interested in or whether they were like hey i'm looking for this too at the, at the bottom of the ad or whatever. And it was just like mm-hmm. so frustrating. And then to see how far and how much morph market has grown and changed over the years has been really, really cool. It's just, it's amazing. Seriously.
2: That's great. Yeah. It's been uh it's been a journey for sure. I mean, the first five years of the site I was working, I had a day job. And so it was, and it was just me building it and doing, for the most part, customer success, like engaging with users, you know, dealing with issues. And uh, it was a lot for sure. So it was really exciting in, in the middle of COVID in twenty in 2020 that I quit my day job, went full-time. And then since then it brought a bunch of other people onto the team. A lot of, de- we have today we have seven full-time developers. So I'm actually don't write wow. very much code myself these days, but I spend a lot of time as the product manager, you know, listening to users, you know, combining that with ideas that we've had for years, and then working with the developers, designers to bring that to life,
1: dude. That's that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane to think about, but it's it really is so cool. I mean, yeah, exactly like what Rob was saying. I, I remember all those years ago trying to just scour mm-hmm. any classified ad, and it was like a nightmare. And uh, yeah, I remember when when Morph Market launched. I was like, this is quite nice (laughs) so yeah no it's it's amazing to see where it's where it's come from and where it's going and uh, I I think one of my my favorite parts about Morph Market is uh, you know the fact that you're always working to evolve uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on on the site so it's it's not just a classified site Um, you've really brought in the engagement from the community with uh you know forum posts and 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 all this stuff and um now with with morphpedia and uh and so many other things just to make it a giant hub and resource for everybody i mean like that that's so key man because it it makes it makes you the hub it makes morph market the hub for everything that's that's going on um you know and that i think that's absolutely wonderful Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of value in the, different. you know, originally we were just a marketplace and since in the last few years have expanded to add, like I said, Morphpedia, the trait knowledge base, the- this year we've added an event system, you know, now we've added more animal tracking capabilities, so going in different directions, but a lot of those features work really well when you have the whole community there. For example, the event system, I mean, um, and that's something that, you know, looking back, Kingsnake had that back in the day and maybe, I, I'm not sure, maybe it was heavily used back then. Mm -hmm. Uh, when the site was more popular, Um, that's a great feature. And so we just added that this year. And hopefully it's great to go on Facebook and, you know, Facebook might pop up an ad for some event near you, but you may not see all, you're not going to see all the events, right? And you don't have a way to search for them. So using our event uh, calendar, we've got, uh, you can look, uh, you know, within time ranges and locations and we'll add more, more features over as time goes on be able to you know with a map to be able to see with pins exactly where those events are happening um but it works when when there it when there is a centralized place people are going to mm-hmm. use it more and that brings the value right that's why facebook as much as we all kind of rail against it it's still super yeah. valuable because uh everyone's there and so that's where you're going to reach people that's where you're going to hear from people yeah. in large part and, and there's a lot of efforts to you know start up a me we site or these other platforms but they're not gonna it's really difficult to get the momentum and engagement the network build the network there to make it worthwhile yeah so
0: yeah and uh it just reminds me of like when i was younger like when I was really young and I was into oh. reptiles, there was no internet, and the way that I found out about expos was in uh, Reptiles magazine. At the back of the like, at the back of the classifieds, there was a little section that had all the expos if if people chose to advertise in Reptiles. Mm-hmm. But that's how I found out about local expos because. I got reptiles magazine. I read through it and I go through the classifieds and then I would look and see where those are. So it just makes sense now. You know, it's very intuitive that you would bring that into the modern era and, and, and put that on morph market. Cause when I talk to people about when they're looking for a specific snake or, you know, everybody's like, Oh, well I haven't checked morph market yet. It's not like I haven't looked for it yet. (laughs) I haven't checked morph market yet. And it's like people have kind of, you know, they might check some other things, but The people I talk to, they're like, Oh man, I I have to, you know, I've been on Morph Market like looking every single day just for this one thing. And it's not like I'm looking for it. They're looking on Morph Market. And that's Mm -hmm, that's like mm -hmm. the place to go. So when you can expand and have those little bit of extra things for people like the expos and the the community and, and that sort of stuff, it really does provide a huge resource to the community and to the people who are using the site and uh like it's you got a us arc thing on your shirt right there with morph market mm-hmm. the, yeah. the ability for people to donate to us arc through there it's it's just like it makes sense you know
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when and so things we do from for we work you know phil's a friend and we work with them and uh things we've done so far you know we give when there's when there's Arc alerts we get those get go straight to our home page so we're helping promote those and we always have US Arc right on our homepage about them with links to them. So people can be, cause people coming into the hobby don't know about USARC. So we need to always be educating them about who they are and why they exist and why they're so important. Um, we do the, um, we've added the, um, you know, sellers can have badges. And so we give, yep. you know, recognition to those people who are supporting USARC directly with memberships. Um, and that's, I know that's, I think that's been a big, I think that's been really valuable based on the amount of interaction I've had with users about that. I think that's, that's been working. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then finally we're going to be adding pay, uh, the ability to pay through morph market onto our site soon to be mm-hmm. able to create orders and accept payments. Um, will go through pretty much straight through to the other other party. Um, but in that process, we plan to add on the, well, on both sides, the ability to donate, like you just said, Rob to us arc. Now, You've got other services like ship your Reptiles who make it really easy to give donations, but that's, as far as I know, they all operate on the seller side. So the seller can donate some money. So here I feel like we have an opportunity to make it easy for the buy and the sellers typically that are breeders and breeders are typically hopefully like are, members yeah. of more market, but the right. buyers may not be. So I feel like being able to make it easy for them to donate to us Art will be really good. I think that's going to be a nice revenue stream for us Art and even options for like uh sellers to match you know maybe they'd say match dollar for dollar for this amount and just make that streamlined all in that purchasing system yeah that's awesome
1: yeah i think that's i think that's huge and uh i was just to echo rob a little bit i was just down in in georgia the other day bringing some snakes down and and i was talking to one of the customers at the the shop and um they're like they saw me bringing stuff and they're like oh is that stuff that hasn't hit your morph market yet and i'm like you know about morph market <laughs> quite a few snakes then my friend <laughs> but uh but yeah it really has become the the commonplace you know for for everybody you know and i i think that's that really is amazing and and you know bringing usr to the forefront you, you know you're absolutely right the, the people that are you know just kind of scouring looking for that next you know next breeder animal or next pet you know a lot of those guys don't necessarily know about US Arc. so to have it you know, integrated in is, is huge. You know, I, I've mm-hmm. talked for a while about how, you know, like pet store customers, first time reptile keepers and stuff like they're the, almost the forgotten soldiers, so to speak, when it comes to, to Arc, cause they're, they're incredibly valuable, you know, mm-hmm. to fight, uh, help us fight against that stuff. But if they don't know about it, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I, it's awesome. The way that you're integrating that into more mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they're
2: the large, they're probably the largest, uh, audience too, right? Because if you imagine Mm -hmm. the, the engagement in the hobby slash industry being like a pyramid with there's at the top, you've got full-time big operations below that you have full-time breeders below Mm -hmm. that you have hobby breeders, the very base, you have the largest number of people who have one, you know, they're a family, they have a pet and, uh, and they might take some actions to contact their Senator or make a donation, you know, at least a one-time donation. So I think that's. Important to channel that,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I definitely uh, we had talked about before. Definitely want to talk about some of the newer features that are coming up and that are uh, starting to become available on Morph Market. So uh, let's talk about some stuff like the the, uh, the animal manager and offspring groups, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. So so what mm-hmm. is that bringing now to the table for for users uh, and uh, and um, purchasers? hmm
2: So the, uh, yeah, we made some big changes at the beginning of 2022 with by, re- well, we haven't replaced, but we've, we've created a new, ad. we before, previously sellers would be familiar with the page and more for it called inventory. And that's mm-hmm. where they would create their ads. And we've created a whole new system that's more, mod- so a lot of the pages on the site, you know, are 2015 designs, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're better than, you know, the old forums, let's say, but they're still not as modern as they could be and a lot of them were designed by me and i might have a little bit of an affinity to design but i'm not a professional designer so we have a professional designer now that you've seen morphpedia and the newer pages coming out how they have a different look to them so the animal manager you know has that new design and all the features we've wanted and had requested for the last seven or uh seven or so years mm-hmm. um the ability to uh, also, the the transition and the term, even the terminology, right before it was inventory, mm-hmm. because you're it's kind of like an inventory of advertisements. Now yeah. everything's an animal because you're you might have an animal that's for sale and that would be a listing, or you might have an animal that's not for sale and you, for the purpose of either just keeping track of all your records within the system, or for the purpose of having some of those be public so that your followers, people that are checking out your store, can see. Okay, these are the animals. These are the breeding animals Rob's working with. While they're beautiful, I'm really interested in that. And it just gives more and more ways for to connect breeders and keepers. So the cool. new animal manager, new tech, new design, new uh, uh, new features in terms of being able to cl- you know manage the animals in different states, um, visibilities, private, public, unlisted. If you want to sh- give it sh- show it to somebody, but you don't want everybody to see it unless you've shared it with them. Uh, features like the ability to select multiple um animals at once and apply an action to them Um, there's tons and tons of features oh a big one is you know an inspiration from uh spreadsheets a lot of readers use spreadsheets to track and myself included track Mm -hmm. data Mm -hmm. and so one of the beautiful things about spreadsheets is you don't have to click and then go to a whole other page to make edits to that those values you can just edit them right on the page and so people even today you know, using North Market, might even not realize the new animal manager. A lot of the values, okay, when you're looking at your rows with your animals, a lot of those values, you can just click on them and then change them right there without having to go to a different page. So powerful features like that, you know, it comes in from spreadsheet. You know, we are experienced with systems like Shopify. We're we're checking out all the modern platforms and incorporating those features into the system that you guys have. uh, that's available to you. So that's the kind of, that's some of the, I guess, highlights of the animal manager. Um, And then offspring is a, is a more recent extension of the whole animal management system. It's actually a different page within, within the website where you can manage your offspring groups. Now, the reason we use the term offspring group is because it's generic across all the different species, right? Yeah. Includes whether you got clutches or litters or egg sacks or whatever, whatever it is, it's an offspring <laughs> group on morph market. Right. And, uh, cause in, in the beginning, of course, starting ball Python, some of our terminology was clutch centric, yep. right. And we're trying to kind of generalize that over time. And, uh, yeah. So offspring groups allows you to create uh, record the groups of animals as they were hatched, uh, or, or birthed. Um, you can create, so it, the whole, it has the whole life cycle. So from the beginning, when you pair animals and the females gravid, you can create the offspring group at that point. And then as uh, animals, if it's a egg laying species, as they hatch, you can record those egg stats. And then once they are the animals are birthed, you can it. there's a little wizard. So you can just say basically generate, uh, you know know 5.2 or whatever it is and it'll create the animal entries for you right there you can click in that table and update them um, and then the cool thing is if you decide to list some for sale you know a few months out all you have to do is change the status to for sale because they default wow. to not for sale because of course in the beginning you're getting the first couple of feedings and but then you can convert into for sale so and there's other cool things too with that little wizard it, it considers the genetics of the parents and so you know, if, two, if both parents are homozygous for some uh, trait, then it knows that the children would be as well. So it's going to pre-populate the traits wow. in that manner, but then you can click and change them pretty easily. So offspring groups is the ability for you to create uh, those groups for your own record keeping, for your, you know, for preparing the listings and for the coolest part probably is for making them public so that, again, people who are kind of tracking your uh your your store your followers your people that are in buyer, potential buyers they're able to see those offspring groups see what's coming and already get excited about that for when you list it for sale so um That's, yeah, yeah i think that covers the and 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 probably we're gonna we can talk about alerts but you know the, uh, there's also a potential for your for those people your followers to get alerts when you know Jeremy has just created you just label you just created the offspring group, they can already see they're notified that that clutches or litter is dropped and uh, can engage you about it.
0: That's
1: awesome. That's that's that's, really cool. That is super cool. That's awesome because I think about like uh, in the the carpet python community and and the blood and short tail community where you've got people who like, you know, they name their animals and and stuff and the purpose of that is like people are like, I want an animal from, you know, lightning to whatever, you know, so they like Mm -hmm. watch for that you know so Mm -hmm. if you are really utilizing morph market to its fullest capacity you know and essentially end up with that end up with those alerts like there's a bunch of people especially in those those realms that would be like yes finally i've been waiting you know for this exact thing you know Mm -hmm. i I think that's that's awesome to generate that immediate engagement because otherwise you know people are just posting it you know on like an instagram story or something like that so it's like unless they're you know really glued to their phone they might miss it you know and then they miss an opportunity to get something or you know mm-hmm. some created a, a wait list for whatever they might miss that opportunity so mm-hmm. just again another way that morph market is making itself a hub you know for all this information which i think is is mm-hmm. awesome um one of the things that i know you guys have, have uh unleashed as well has been that the dashboard features uh, mm. Which, which I think is really cool. I've, I've enjoyed kind of tinkering around and, and looking through all of that stuff because I think it's really easy as a breeder. I certainly wouldn't call myself large scale, but um, you know, producing a few hundred animals every year, I'm not necessarily, outside of what I'm looking at when I'm logging everything into spreadsheets, I'm not really looking at total values. I'm not necessarily breaking everything down in those exact moments. So to see that, right in front of you and just have that immediate like this is what's happening like this is what you have going on like that's quite eye-opening and, and mm-hmm. in a great way in a really great way so what was the uh what was the thought process behind that
2: well i think the dashboard you know it right now when you log in it, you've got to go to the dashboard some people may not even know about it we're going to reorganize the flows on the whole site so things make more sense in the future but mm-hmm. um yeah, it's, there's certain, there's a lot of value in aggregating or generalizing that all those particular data points, right. To see the trends and patterns. So, uh, the dashboard is the goal there would be, that's the first place you log into. You can see a summary of all of your data. Um, it's really useful. You know, another, um, another benefit is as we've added a little more complexity, our goal is We're adding more features and we're trying to keep the system from not getting too complicated. Right. (laughs) Right, And that's challenging. It's a balancing act. But one, an example of a, an element of complexity that's been added in the animal manager that I mentioned, you know, six months ago, you now have, you know, these animals, they have state, which would be like for sale, not for sale, loan, et cetera. State, Mm -hmm. they have visibility. They can be public, private, unlisted. And then there's another, a third value called uh, whether it's active or not, because you have, for other reasons, you may make it an active listing or an an inactive listing. Some of that or animal. Some of that comes into, uh, capacities. And so depending on your membership, like, you know, you may not have the capacity at your level to have, you know, some ads. And so you may make them that anyway, the point is there's three different values there, which creates Mm -hmm. a lot of combinations. It gets a little confusing. So the dashboard, one nice thing, is you can see in the top section, it's got your listings, which are for sale or on hold, um, Mm -hmm. Items which are uh, public and active, but you can see, you know, real quickly at a glance. Uh, oh, I've got two listings that are not, at, you know, or two listings that aren't active. So mm-hmm. then you can click and see. Oh, they're not active because they're expired, and you can go address it. So otherwise, within the animal manager in all the rows, you can kind of get, you know, lost in that. So the goal would be it's a top a top level, you know, thirty thousand foot view, so you can see everything's where it should be. Um, and we intend to add more, you know, that's kind of the 1.0 version. We're going to add obvious features, you know, the obvious next feature for the animal manager cause it has your, your listings and then it has your collection, which is pretty much all the animals in your possession right now, which would include your listings, but also not for sale loaned, that sort of thing. And then it has your kind of like all time history at the bottom, but we want to obviously add in date filters so you can slice and dice. Okay. What about last year? Compare that to this year and see those trends over time. Hmm
1: yeah
0: that's awesome that's something that i was constantly looking at on shopify um was the trends from last year to this year and seeing Mm -hmm. what amount of money you're making and when you see uh, spikes in sales and things like that so that's really cool that you'll be able to do that through Mark market now that's awesome another example
2: of a of a cool feature that comes from aggregating data is, uh, is is something we're planning is to add another section, which is breeding projects. And so it's kind of a, a precursor to the offspring, uh, where offspring at that point, you've already paired, you've got a, minimally, you've got a gravid female, right? But before that, you're just, you're planning to pair animals, then you're pairing them, and then you're getting locks and all that. So that'll be in this new section called you know, breeding projects. But one cool feature there will be, that ties into the aggregate aggregation idea is, So so you've got 100 animals and you're doing maybe you have 30 females and you let's imagine they're all ball pythons, for example. And you want to know not just like what's the, you know, using our calculator, what's the likely offspring for that clutch? But if I if all of these 30 females go this year, what's the distribution of all the morphs that I'm going to get from those 30 clutches? And so having we'll have a page where it shows not, you know, if you're familiar with the calculator and how it'll have like here's the potential. But imagine that from 30 pairings or 30 clutches, you could see if you're, you're really wanting to hit some particular combo, you might get it from several clutches. Now you can see what's the odds of getting it from any of those altogether. Mm -hmm.
1: That's That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, it's literally Morphmark is becoming the supercomputer (laughs) (laughs) and I'm here for it, man. I'm so here for, it. (laughs) I think that's awesome. Um, so, speaking of, of all the the morphs and and uh and all the genetic outcomes and stuff, so you've you've established Morphedia um, mm-hmm. on the site, which which I thought was was awesome. Especially, you know, so we're just talking about like having a database of all of the morphs uh, as they you know as as breeders start working with them and, and everything like that. And I think the the biggest thing that I was excited about with that uh, is the the breeder input mm-hmm. section of it. So, cause I think especially we start to see it more now as more people are really diving into the morph game and, and ball pythons and like boas and stuff like that. Uh, people are starting to nitpick the little things that, that they notice within a morph, you know, obviously there's those underlying, you know, key traits with certain things, but uh, you know, I think the more eyes that are on it, the more people will start to see other things. So I think having allowing the breeders input in that is, is, invaluable, you know, just so you get all those different aspects. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Morphpedia is truly a community effort and, you know, there's a lot of cool things about it, whether it's, you know, in the past you have, you know, there's a number of websites that have created this sort of a a knowledge base for a specific species, but to have them all in one spot, again, is really nice. And then it can leverage, you know, we've got some pretty nice design and, and feature set around that so that all the species are benefiting from at the same time and uh but, but 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 jeremy what you're saying as far as community input that's a really critical part because in the past especially and also because the articles aren't just they don't just have some photos and a date and you know a couple facts like they're rich articles that have the history it's like paragraphs of text history characteristic controversy all that stuff yeah and our goal is to pr- preserve all those detail like say uh, we'll, well, where there's anything controversial, our goal is not to just pick a viewpoint and just summarize it to that, but to preserve both viewpoints as long as there's multiple reasonable viewpoints, right? Mm-hmm. And getting the, you know, the, probably everyone doesn't know yet because Morphopedia is not even a year old, but when you're on a Morphopedia page on our website, you can click those. There's a couple of links to contribute. That'll go back to our forums, which is where there is one article. There's a, or a forum topic, they would call it that is where that art that article is being generated from. And anybody, you know, in our forums can go and make a comment on that article and say, hey, that's wrong, or you need to add this, or I disagree with that. And um, you know, so we can get all the viewpoints. And there can be a discussion there too, and it's all public and preserved, right? So people, you know, there's a lot of, for example, good conversations on Facebook that happen, but can anyone look here they locate disappear. Them? Yeah, no. disappear right and or an enti- or facebook kills the whole group and then all that knowledge is gone you know that was, even if you could find it in the group it's all gone you know from all those years so this is a privately hosted controlled by effectively the reptile community so all those conversations are preserved and a lot of people especially the old timers appreciate the old days of the forums and that's one of the benefits of the forums is that it was under the control of the reptile community you had those forums are designed to preserve those conversations and make them discoverable unlike social media which is more about always showing you the newest thing to get the clicks and likes and all that so all that's in the forums everyone's invited to go there and, and then we have a team of moderators who incorporate that that conver- bits of the conversation into the articles themselves
1: heck yeah That, dude. i think that's that's so huge man. i, I <clears throat> one of the things that that I've always, um, I guess, got maybe gotten irritated by is is just the fact that like there there's never really been a sound space to find you know th- this this history part of what what's happened in the industry thus far you know unless you're willing to really freaking dig you know or or buy a book or something if you can find a book that's still in print you know for certain things um, you know so to have that really preserved in one spaces i mean that's Mm -hmm. to me that's invaluable you know i mean this industry especially in the last few years has just started like taking off you know at such a high speed and uh you know the number of people that are just getting into this that have no idea of the last you know essentially 30 years of what's happened you know 30 years plus you know um to be able to go to one place and just click somewhere and be like, Oh my gosh, you know, now I've just, I've just gotten the chance to learn about the last 15 years of, of this morph and the struggles of, of this, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff, stuff like, you know, I'm like, I, whenever I'm showing people a snake for the first time, I usually try to pull out like a pied ball Python. Cause I think that's probably one of the more striking ball Python morphs. And, uh, you know, they're like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. And it's like, yeah, would you could you imagine it's, it's been around for 20 something years? And they're like this is the first time I've ever seen one, you know, <laughs> you know, take a look at this, you know, like this. is It's just another gateway, you know, to really introduce people to what what we do, you know. And I, I think I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the history aspect of, you know, the breeding game and, and some of these genetic morphs and across multiple species is some of the most interesting stuff you know especially from the inception because that's that's when the struggles were real you know (laughs) like it's an imported animal please don't die you know like (laughs) you know um so i think that's that's just another invaluable resource that that you guys are providing to the community And, and i think that's that's why morph market is is as popular as it is and and will continue to be just as relevant you know because it it's bringing everything to the table in one place, and that's mm-hmm. that's just so important. And gateway is a good
2: term for Wikipedia too, because you know it's like Wikipedia, right? You're maybe eighty percent, ninety percent of the time when you go to Wikipedia, you're looking for something, you find a bit of information, it satisfies your need, but Wikipedia is heavily site uh, is heavily um, the the citations are are heavily used, right? And same with Morphpedia, you know, are it's it's. We're not trying to replace books or other academic resources. We want to point to them. So we right, got yeah. all the that was a core feature from the beginning was to be able to add the footnotes and and all that, so people can see where as much as possible we're we're going to cite where that information came from, so people can go if they want to drill deeper, they can go into the book or wherever that was. From.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, okay, we're going to take a quick two minute break to run our uh, sponsor plug, and then we'll be right oh. back. Black Box Cages, located in Buford, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs. Owners Jen and Clint are at the helm of this fantastic company. With one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing, Black Box can satisfy anyone's needs. From baby racks to V70s, arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep-fronted bioactive enclosures, you can find everything you need right here. New enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability, so be sure to check back often. Black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating, along with that, cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels, and all cage joints are dadoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro XC18. XT3, BIOG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CVSC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or subadult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Fox Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Cages and of course their website www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description bam so as always a massive shout out to jen and clint over at black box cages uh i am still loving my black boxes for my amazon tree boas and i think i am getting more <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah shout out to them go check out all their stuff like i said all the uh info for them will be in the podcast description and uh yeah go buy yourself a nice fancy cage just do it because you are gonna enjoy it <laughs> oh man okay so there's a lot of new stuff that's continuously happening with Morph Market. So, um, you know, some of the things that you were telling me about. So now we've got regions, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, a mobile app that'll be available in the app stores. Um, so let, let's talk about some of that stuff. What's coming in the future?
2: Sure. Yeah. So the app, the app has been overdue. I mean, we've we have we've had an app of source for the last year, but it's mm-hmm. not in the app stores. And one of the critical, um. Points of getting it into the App Store is because then, in particular with Apple, it will allow us to live, deliver notifications right to the phone, right? And so that's going to be huge because then, you know, you, you're most people are probably aware you when you con- converse with you know between buyers and sellers on the site, you can use email, but you can also on the site we have a messenger mm-hmm. and uh, send messages back and forth that way. We want to move more and more that direction to using the messenger and get away from email. We don't want to discontinue email, but it's just a more reliable mode of communication when we're in control of it because email you have to, you have have all kinds of filtering from different providers and stuff that can, can occasionally cause emails to be lost. So by having the, uh, having our app in the app store, we'll be able to deliver messages or, you know, notifications, uh, right to your phone when you're getting messages from another user, as well as the ability to alert you when, um, when, um, Somebody you're following has posted something that you're interested in, or you've created a search and you've saved it, and that animal popped up for sale, and so you get an email alert and/or the, mo- the mobile notifications. So there's a lot of benefit. Yeah. We'll be able to use those notifications in a lot of powerful ways. Yeah, you know, that's 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 an important thing about the, the app. Um, the regions, you know, we've had regions for years. I think in 2017 we added Europe and then South Africa. We hadn't mm-hmm. added any more regions since then. And we've just, in the spring, been restructuring how regions work. Uh, we had some, there were some challenges because of the way regions were set up originally. For example, if we wanted to, uh, users want to search, maybe for example, they want to look in Europe and they will, or let's say, take the United States. They want to shop in both Canada and the US at the same time, because it's actually pretty easy to import from, the, from Canada, mm-hmm. right? And so Canada was part of the, part of the U.S. region, which is really the north Is really U.S. and Canada is what it was representing. But let's say somebody only wants to look in the U.S. or only in Canada. Well, now you can do that because you can pick, you know, in the location option on all the different parts of the site, whether you're in the events or looking at animals for sale or breeders. You can choose, like I want to look at U.S. and Canada, or I want to look at Canada or I want to look at U.S. So you've got that whole... Um, or all, you could look at all regions over the whole world. So you have a lot more control over where you're looking. So now the UK has its own region, but you can also look at Europe or you could just look at the European Union, which would exclude the UK because it's a lot more difficult to ship, you know, across across that, uh, that, that body of water. Um, and so we're excited because we're gonna start adding new regions now. And, and we've been working with uh, Miguel and we're about to add uh, launch Mexico and there's a yeah. lot of Mexico are a real booming industry that I didn't even know about that until about a year ago, but it's really things are really taking off there. So they're excited. We're excited. And hopefully within the next month, that'll go live as well to add that Mexican region
0: that's awesome that's really cool because uh i mean i don't follow. i don't have a lot of uh people i follow who are in mexico but i do follow a few select breeders over there and as they're going to other people's collections and seeing the amount of people who do like retics and ball pythons and and some of the stuff like that it's just like that's really cool that that's really cool that that now they'll have a a hub like the people in the u.s do to come Mm -hmm. to do buying and selling and trading and all that sort of stuff that's awesome
2: and then another thing that we're actually in the process of launching right now, and I'm going to sh- try to share my screen and see if this works out very, very well, actually. Let me just stop that. Stop. stop cam, start cam, share, share screen. There we go. All right. Can you guys see my window now?
1: Yes. Yeah. That
2: worked. Okay. So this is... So you're familiar with the index page on uh, on Morph Market, right? This is kind of the hub if you're if you're at the home page and you're drilling into a specific type of animal, say carpet pythons. This is where you can kind of get the bird's eye view of the different genes and traits and how many animals are listed for each of those traits, right? And subcategories of the different species or subspecies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've redesigned this page and we were, you know, it's kind of maybe you you may have noticed because we're now replacing pages on the site that are heavily used, we we kind of learned our lesson with the messenger because we did kind of a hard launch on that and just switched it. Mm-hmm. And now I like to do what I call a soft launch, where the first way you'll see the new page showing up is with this try new design type, the link. Oh, and when you click on that, it will switch you over. But if you're like, oh, man, this, this is broken, you can go right back to the old version as well. And it's kind of sticky, so to remember, and now if we're, If we come back out to the home page and we go back in, it's going to jump us to the new one because we've opted to that for the time being. Uh, This is the new index page, and uh, you can see it looks a lot cleaner. But the other, you know, the other cool thing about this page, it's it's I like to call it the trade explorer now because it's not just a list of words, but you've actually got, you know, little cards with uh, photos of those, you know, whether it's a subcategory or whether it's the gene. And then you've got, and this looks a lot like Morphpia, right? And that's kind of where this design came from. You can control, if I just say, I just wanted to look at the subcategories and deselect everything and I can just see those.
1: Oh, wow. If I just
2: wanted to see incomplete dominant traits, I can filter to those, you know, especially maybe in carpets, we don't have, but I think there's like 30 something uh, cards there. But, you know, yeah. in other places like ball pythons, there's a couple hundred. So it can really help you kind of navigate around Um Okay, recessive thing switch between for sale and sold. And then you can come down here and you can actually look at combos as well. So this is neat because, you know, before we had the combos page, but it didn't show you on the page, what, the, what the combo, what traits were in the combo. So you can already be learning, you know, what's a ghost and carpet pythons or a sun glow. And I'm sure that'll solicit more feedback from our users. I'm sure there'll be some things that we need to tune there, but, um, and then, um, finally, you can um, of course you can change the region um but something you couldn't do before also in the old index and this created a confusion you know quite often people would say oh you don't have you know such and such a trait in your system and we would say well we do actually we just don't have anything for sale right now that's why that that item's not showing up so Hmm. now if you want to see all the traits that are in the database even if we have no ads you can check this box and so we can see like inland carpet pipe. Oh, that. That's... yeah, that probably wasn't showing up, and or labyrinth, is an incomplete dominant. So you can see everything. Um, change hmm. how many items you want to see. If you want to see everything on one page, and it's nice and snappy because everything's sent to your browser, and then when you're doing the filtering and sorting and all that, um, it happens immediately because it's already in your browser. It's not having to go back to our servers. So,
0: yeah.
1: like Ooh. that.
2: That's
0: awesome.
1: That's really cool. <laughs> i'm i'm looking at this and I'm, I'm like oh my god finding animals for sale is so much easier right now like, <laughs> i'm just going right back to the beginning of the podcast like i remember looking at <laughs> looking at the back of reptiles magazine to now i can find exactly what i'm looking for <laughs> with just a couple of clicks of a mouse like that's dude that's amazing that's, that's wild <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah wow so <clears throat> one of the other things we were talking about was uh you know now now morph market is working on being able to be the hub for for orders and, and having uh payments mm-hmm. come through and and everything like that so uh, yet again just becoming a more centralized space uh for people to do their business which i think is awesome so is that is that something you always wanted to bring to Morph Market or was it just something where you're like, hey, look, we've already got these guys for 90% of the journey. Let's take it the last 10%. Yeah, I just think there's
2: there's always room to do better. There's always room to either add new features or to improve the features we have. And we we want to evolve uh, with the industry. We want to evolve with technology. And if we just stop, then we're going the site, the platform become obsolete over you know over over time, right? Hmm. So um, uh it's just been a matter I would say that a lot of I say we're still rolling out feed, all these major features most of them at least they've probably been on our list for years. In mm-hmm. fact we have an issue tracking system right where we um with there's a bug we'll put it create a ticket for that or if there's an idea we'll put a ticket and we have and over time we we're in the three thousands now is how many wow. different tickets now and mind you, some of those tickets represent months of work. They're not like mm-hmm. one hour of work. They can be huge. They could be small. They could be huge. So we're still in the process actually of rolling out, uh, I would say, core ideas that we've had for years. Right. Uh, for example, taking payments through the site. I mean, that's kind of obvious. I mean, you. it's not that creative necessarily. The detail mm-hmm. comes in. How do you do that in a way that's really streamlined? How do you do it so it supports people who are, you know, we want to support um sales that are happening like even if they they maybe it's a sale that happened at a show but the breeder and so the sales already happened but the breeder wants to record it so it's part of their data so we got to accommodate that we got to accommodate you know mate we'll have a way to pay through the site um, and when i say pay through the site what i mean is we'll integrate with square for example um mm-hmm. so not we're not building the payment system ourselves, but we'll integrate with a payment provider like square right mm-hmm. so pay through that or Maybe they wanna, maybe they paid in cash, or maybe they paid through some other method besides Square that we didn't support. So that happens off-site. So our payment system was or our order system will support that as well. So making it very flexible so it can account for, oh, and they bought this animal that was on Morph Market, but also this animal that wasn't listed there too. So mm-hmm. accounting for all those different flows is makes it challenging, but also will make it really powerful um, so that as a breeder you can have all your information at in one spot. It'll also, to the extent that uh, buyers are paying through the site, it will give our team more visibility into those transactions so that when we do step in, because even up until now, I mean, we even though we don't take payment to the site, we have uh, a full dispute process when something goes wrong that we can step in and if they weren't able to work it out, we listen to both sides and drive it to some kind of a conclusion. Um, and so it'll just help. It'll give us even more information to be able to, to do that having that visibility, um, especially when it comes to situations where, you know, the vast majority of our sales execute with no problem at all, less Mm -hmm. than, you know, a fraction of a percent, you know, we have problems like a a fraction of percent, you know, our scams like on any platform, when that happens, we do our best to help, you know, buyers get their money back. If it was the seller running a scam, but Mm -hmm. uh, we ultimately have no control over the PayPal and if they, how they rule in a case. Mm -hmm. If payments are run through our site, I mentioned Square, but we're actually planning to use a different platform that is uh, made for marketplaces like ours and they have built in escrow service. So Hmm. so we're gonna be using, we're gonna have escrow as an option and it'll be a really valuable, maybe a required option for new sellers. So if you're brand new and you're selling, we don't know who you are. We might require that you take payment uh, if someone's buying through the site in escrow and that way, it'll make it really challenging for someone to come on for the first time and make some fake ads and take money uh, without, you know, number one, we'll have visibility. And we also might throttle the number of transactions you can do if you're brand new, right? Mm-hmm. Just to get us, you know, once you've done a few sales, okay, this is because scammers don't, they don't, they don't do a few good sales and then yeah. start. Scamming. <laughs> that's, those are the cases, honestly, that does rarely happen, very rarely happen. And that's, those are the most disturbing to me. Someone is, done a hand you know number of sales over the years and all of a sudden they go kind of a wall it doesn't happen very much but uh most of the problems are the brand new seller it's a brand new seller right (laughs) and there's warnings all over our site about be very careful and we don't discourage buying from new sellers but if you are a new new buyer and you don't have experience in the hobby and know how to like if you don't have not used our site you don't know that there's ratings all that stuff then you shouldn't be buying from a brand new seller um but if you did, then if you had escrow, that would help a lot to protect you. So that's those are some of the different um, value that the order system will provide. That sounds
0: really freaking cool. like because I can't <laughs> tell you how many people have been like, oh man, I almost got scammed because I saw this deal that looked too good to be true and I just really wanted to jump on it because you know just to be able to have that kind of safety net for newer pe- newer people would mm-hmm. be really cool. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Becoming the becoming the safety net as well. So people just feel that much more confident. I mean, I, I've still come across people who are like, you know, oh, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather buy wait until I find what I'm looking for and buy it at a show or buy it at a shop rather than deal with purchasing online just because there's, all, you know, I mean, as, as technology progresses and, and scammers, you know, get better at technology, uh, you know, it's 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 a valid fear. You know, so I, I think that's that's awesome taking those extra steps to really just be like, hey, look, we're trying to make the experience great for everybody, and God forbid if something mm-hmm. happens, we've got you covered. That's mm-hmm. that's Huge. every, yeah, that's yeah. For everything, man. I'm I'm super excited for that to be launched. Um, so I guess I guess the the next question really becomes, obviously, you have all these things that are you know about to happen, you know, in the coming months and and, and year. Uh, is there, is there anything that you're, like, waiting to just start initiating for Morph Market? You know, that's like, you're like, it's been on this list for so long, and I just want to make it happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of those bigger things that aren't in the next couple of months but are really v- exciting. One would be the, uh, what I would call market analytics. So, uh... ironically... That's, that was, that was really, if you go even behind the, uh, you know, the story I told earlier about, you know, wanting to bring the better search to the industry. But when I first started writing code, I was actually writing code for myself to better understandable and understand animal pricing with the different mm-hmm. genes and combinations and all that. And so that's when I started to gather some data and it was very quickly after I kind of pivoted into the marketplace idea, but that the original in fact, the code name of morph market and the code is ball price because ball all pythons and prices. So ball price is the right. code name for the project. And, uh, but that's something we have not, um, we really haven't, I mean, and honestly that could, that might be the most universally used feature of Morph Market is the ability to go on the site, look for a certain kind of animal, either being sold now or in the past and look at the prices and establish a market price. Even, you know, there's even like pet pet shop owners who just do retail in person, Will tell me oh yeah i use morph market i use it to figure out the pricing or people that sell at expos mm-hmm. maybe aren't using our expo features yet to where which allow uh you know attendees to show up at the the venue pull the map up see all the vendors in the room And we have expo features now that benefit expo sellers but uh right. aside from that they'll still use it to set their pricing so market analytics is really exciting to see both trend you know whether it's uh more micro things like i have this animal that, um, that just, you know, isn't it? I've just, I just entered that analyst system and it's suggesting pricing or at least giving you some links so you can quickly get to that, you know, the data you want, or it's mm-hmm. more macro stuff like trends in the industry with, you know, and we have a little bit of the trend stuff. We kind of added a little tease of it on Morphpedia. If you go to the very bottom, you can see the relative availability of that trait over time. And so we got a little chart mm-hmm. in there.
1: Oh, that's cool that's cool but there's you know a
2: thousand times more we can do with that data so that that's a whole area that we have we, we're collecting the data right now but we haven't you know unleashed it so to yeah. speak in terms of the analytics um, but we have in the last year I'll say put effort into that in the sense of improving in the back end the way we're tracking the data so mm-hmm. that when price changes are made or things like that we're capturing each of those changes so it's more mm-hmm. detailed and accurate um but we'll still be able to work with the data we have prior to that but moving forward what we're capturing is going to be more useful to the analytics so that's kind of one big area and another big area would be allowing or providing the platform for selling more than just the animals also being able to you know buy and sell like the substrate or caging or other equipment and all that stuff art i mean there's a whole list of things that people sell in the industry so it'd be really cool to be able to oh rodents and prey items like that would be a another right. part of that Supplies and feeders and stuff. So in the nearer term, I think once we roll out uh, orders, then, you know, then we have like almost the notion of a shopping cart on the site. We'll be able to, uh, I'd say sooner, allow breeders to be able to sell their own merchandise there as well. So someone can drop an animal and, you know, they can be but purchasing an animal and say, hey, I want to add that shirt as well. So that's something once we have that framework in place, we can add that too. But those are two big projects that are, you know, not in the next three months, but like in the next year. I would say we'd like to work on those. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's really cool because uh, people right now are are really about the stickers and the t-shirts and the, you know, the hats and getting branded stuff to go with, you know, and then some breeders just add that a little bit of extra, you know, when you buy from them, but it's, it's cool to be able to, to have all those things available through Morph Market. That's awesome. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm always excited when I see when I see you post something on Facebook about some new feature like, hey, go check this out. You know, this is what we just launched on Morphmark. I'm like, okay, I need to look at this right now. You know, it's just it's been amazing to watch the progression. You know, again, as we said earlier, from where Market has started to where it's going, where it is now and where it's going in the future. You know, I mean, again, being this centralized hub and making all these improvements that, that benefit both the seller and the purchaser. You know, I, I think in, in the past, everything has been really one-sided to the, to the yeah. sell, you know, like, Oh, mm-hmm. we all these benefits for, for you because, you know, you pay for the account, you do this, you do that, you know, so we're going to take care of you and the buyer, not to say the buyer gets gypped on that, but you know, they're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm here to buy this this thing, and I'm going to just click it, and here we go. You know, so to, to have this really become an equal playing field, really, you know, and having all this information that's available to everybody that that gets involved and that comes and checks out the site, I mean, that's dude, that's invaluable. You know, and and again, just really speaks volumes to what you and your team are doing and and the validity of Morph Market now to. However long in the future, you know, I hope I, I hope it just continues to grow and, and is amazingly successful. And it sounds like if that's what's happening in the next year, I'm excited to know what's going to come the year after that. <laughs> <The> year after.
2: <laughs> yeah, we the You're right as far as it's 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 very complex to run a company that, uh is it is a, has a basically a three sided marketplace where there's us, there's the buyer and the seller. And so sometimes, you know, we'll have sellers come to us and say, Hey, like you need to side with me because I'm the one paying you money if they're like a member of Morph Market. But Mm -hmm. in reality, we have to concern. We do concern ourselves with the sellers, obviously, but also the buyers, because they are, you know, arguably they're both, they're both our customers. Right. And they don't right now, buyers don't fund this site or or maybe never will directly uh, provide revenue to Morph Market support us, but they indirectly do. And if the buyers weren't there, the sellers wouldn't be there. So, both right. sides are important. And then thirdly, we have to consider, well, there's us. So fourthly, we have to consider the industry and the market as a whole. Sometimes we make decisions that neither the buyer nor the seller like, but it's specifically like in a situation, but that's what's best for the industry. So it he, is, it is a challenge to run that. Um, but we do our very best. And I, and, uh, and we've over time, we've all our policies, and there's situations that come up and we I'm like, Hey, we, let's revisit that because I think, This new situation, you know, has given us some things to think about. So we're always trying to do better at that. Yeah, Um, but yeah, as far as buyers, hmm. no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Rob. I was going to jump into something else. I
0: was just going to ask, like, uh, you still feel a lot of pressure for people as far as like venomous stuff on the on on the site?
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, I I do get the requests from time to time, um, but that's a great example of where, like, personally and, and and honestly, probably no one on our team has any problems with people keeping venomous, but. The problem is our platform makes it so easy to buy and sell and it it makes that animal so available. And it's like, you were talking to Phil the other week and you guys were talking about having like a, a acquisition sheet. I thought that was a good idea. I took a note. I was like, that's, that's a good idea for some species. Well, once we have the order system built in into this, into the flow, then we could maybe before as part of that process have for certain species or the breeder could opt in to turn on, okay, I want to collect this information from the buyer before Mm -hmm. they can even send the inquiry because, uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we, we don't, even though we support keeping venomous, we don't want to make it extremely accessible either, because we know that that one personal who shouldn't have one, will let it get out. And it's a news story. And all of a sudden another state lost, you know, they lost some freedoms. So right. Right. Great example.
1: Absolutely. And speak, speaking of that, I will, I will plug this in just because it's super relevant for, for Rob and I. Um, but today uh, is the last day for people to sign up for tomorrow's uh, Raleigh meeting uh, for the Wild Dangerous Animal Hearing. Uh, so if you're listening, this will go up uh, later today uh, or tomorrow. <clears throat> um, so if you're listening, hopefully those North Carolina residents are already involved and engaged. And uh, if you're listening to this later uh, please just make sure you're supporting us arc and paying attention to the website and the alerts check. You can find the alerts on morph market and see what's, what's going on as well. If you're uh, on morph market more than you are on us which I think might be most of us, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but please go check that out and make sure you're supporting uh, us arc and everything that they're doing for us, because they are a vital, vital part of this industry. Hell yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Man. Oh, So we're, we're probably winding down. We're getting close to hitting that hour. Um, but we do ask every guest that we have on the show, one very important question to kind of wrap things up. And that question is in the greater umbrella of reptiles, whether it be something that you're doing, something you've seen someone else doing something that you're working on with Morph market or, or the like, uh, what is something under the greater realm of reptiles, what's something in the realm of reptiles that has got you excited about reptiles right now?
2: That's hard. That's a broad question. It's very um, broad. There's so many because there's so many levels, right? It's like yeah. what level am I thinking at? Um, I mean, if I we're just going to plug another feature of Morph Market. I would say the one thing I'm really excited about is I alluded to it earlier but didn't speak directly to it regarding the animal manager so the animal manager and the ability to maintain, you know manage records for your animals on North market up until a month ago was only a feature available to sellers so you had to be mm-hmm. selling and then you could maintain that now we uh, we opened that up within the last month and we really haven't even we haven't even announced it very broadly yet. But anybody now, you can go and sign up for, yeah, as a user, as a buyer slash user, right, on work market. And you can um, uh, create an account in like two minutes and you can immediately start adding your animals into the system and then your offspring groups and tracking your animals. So I'm personally really excited, uh, kind of going into what Jeremy was just saying as far as not neglecting the users. I'm really excited to start Exposed. I mean, that's a professional animal management uh, system that's now available to everyone up to 50 animals for free to a, uh, any user. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see, um, how that's used by the community. Um, you know, because in terms of sellers, we have maybe six or 7,000 sellers, breeders on morph market at any given time listing animals. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a much, much bigger base of animal keepers and lovers. And I'm really excited to be rolling out features f- for them, there's that, there's the ability to, well, we already have like an ability to favorite animals, but we're revamping that. So it has all the features of the animal manager as well. And then mm. also a third thing would be the expos. We talked about how uh, we have the expo list, but it's a lot more than just a calendar. For a lot of those events, you can drill in and see the vendor list. You can see a map for the uh, that show. So when you're, I used it myself at a show a couple months ago when I was, you know, I'm, lo- I'm looking to talk, I'm like, where's Jeremy vending at? Type in Jeremy, immediately drops a pin on the map and I know where, you know, 10 like where among those 200 booths, where you are at. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to be adding as well as the, the you know, and through the app, adding all these features for the users and getting feedback from them on what mm-hmm. they like, what the, what needs to be changed and, and just uh, seeing how that evolves. So.
0: Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm really excited to see how the community starts using this. That's
1: really yeah. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, man. Uh we Rob, we did a roll reversal today. (laughs) I know. (laughs) On this last question. Uh okay. So John, if people want to find out more about you slash Morph Market, where can they go to to find that?
2: You know, obviously on the website. Uh you know, we're always putting out the um, you know, newsworthy items into our blog, which show up on the homepage. So if you want to follow the blog. Uh, uh, just check that out or, you know, you can follow, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm kind of maxed out on my friend limit, but you can follow me and I'm always posting stuff there as well. So those are two places to get updates. You know, if you want to get a hold of us, the best way is to shoot it, you know, either through our site or shoot an email to support at morphmarket.com. And our team looks at that and stuff that, you know, I, I look at those as well. And so things that need to come to me, come to me. Um, so yeah, one of those is, uh, that's how you can track what's going on and that's how you can, uh, send us feedback as well questions
0: that's awesome man we love it thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate it i'm glad that we got a chance to talk i know we've been trying to like nail this down for a little while and and i'm glad that we finally got it to happen
1: yeah yeah thanks for having me on guys it was fun absolutely all right guys that wraps it up for today and uh next time i don't know who we're talking to we've got to figure that out so stay tuned for posts about what's coming next